All right, you're listening to KDRT 95.7 FM in Davis, California, and I am Justin Cox. The show you're going to hear is called Smashed and Rehashed. I'm going to play what might be like the little intro music that eventually gets played for this show, but let's say it's tentative for now. Um, and then I'll come back in and tell you what the show is, and then I'll introduce some guests for the day. <laughs> So, welcome to Smashed and Rehashed. I am Justin Cox. Uh, the reason I played that song and the reason the show is called Smashed and Rehashed is because I spent a while trying to think of something to call this show. Uh, and you just do, like, it's like the same, same thing you do when you name a band. You just run, they get, like, progressively worse every single day as you, you try and think of them. And uh, so there's a, a band I like around Sacramento called Piss Cat, who we've played some shows with, and they an early EP they released, or I think it was an EP, a little four-song four collection was called Smash and Rehash, and I asked if I, if I could use that name, and they said, yeah. So I, don't, I could, like, get really high concept about it and say that, like, we're smashing and rehashing and uh, <laughs> in the form of conversation or something, but I probably shouldn't do that. Um, so that was one of their songs called Oh Well Mart. Um, so... The show, I've been doing a show on this radio station called Album of the Week for a while, and I've had a lot of fun for about a year and a half, and thought it'd be cool to, and then I also help host a science show that is sort of in the same format, about a half hour interview, and I thought, as I've started playing in a band around this area for about two years, that it would be cool to talk to some of the people I'm meeting in that, because there's a lot of them, that kind of scene is not, uh, we're playing sort of on the periphery of like punk and a little bit of folk music. And it's not a, it's not it takes real actual deliberate hard work to to sustain that and people going out of their way to support it and um, I like watching people do that and I also like talking to people about why they do that and so that's my goal for what this show will be we'll see um, but yeah there's there's a lot and and part of it for me I live in winters work here in Davis and play a lot in Sacramento area and there's a causeway between those two things and I don't get to as many shows as I would like to but love following along to the music and get to the things that I can. And I feel like doing something like this and featuring not only bands in Davis and, but artists in Sacramento and Woodland and other areas around here, it's a way for me to sort of actively partake and support. And so the guests that I have today, who I'm going to introduce in just a second, kind of bring that idea full circle because they're doing something similar to that. And I think it's really cool. So I'm going to play another intro song, which is one of their songs. Um, let me pull it up one second. It's called My Hang Ten, and it's by Wayne Jetski. Here you go. Ha, ha, ha. I squashed a bar. I thought we'd have flying cars by now. I'm just new. Ha ha ha. My king ten feels like an 8.5 or at best a 9. You're just drunk. I'm just new. Surely these are hard times for mad king. Silver surfer hangs and more. 
So that was My Hang Ten by Wayne Jetsky. And the guests I have on the first show today are Josiah and Itigod. Go ahead and say hello. I had you on mute still, so. Hello there. Go ahead and say hello. Nice to see you again. Okay, so, who, so, let's, so people can attach names to these voices. Who's Josiah? Hi, I'm Josiah. Who's um, Itigod? I'm Itigad. Itigad. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, thanks so much for being on this show. Um, part of the reason, I mean, I, I would have wanted to talk to you at some point anyway, but part of the reason I thought it'd be cool to have you on, uh, Itigad and Josiah started something called The Stream about how many weeks ago? Oh, about three months ago. We're on episode 12 we just finished yesterday. So what this show is, is they call it a mobile venue and it happens on Mondays, which is a day that you're not going to find many shows happening. And so it's almost like bring a show to you each Monday. And I've been, it's really cool idea. How did this idea come about? Uh, we were filming, um, fake news at our, uh, practice space. And then we were sort of discussing how difficult it is to edit video and then decided that a live stream would be a better format. We also decided that Monday would be a good day to um, take advantage of because most people and most bands are available. Uh, we also like that you don't have to go out to watch it. You can just sit at home and look at your phone or your laptop. So uh, it, it just seemed a lot easier and more like relative to like what we'd like to do than um, trying to edit film ourselves. I, I honestly, there's a little bit of that same thing going on in me doing this. It's... The idea would be like do a, a podcast or something and post these. That requires like bringing equipment somewhere, editing it, yes. uploading it. So this is taped live, which I already told you before we turned it on, makes me scared every time I do it a little bit because it's sort of, it's it's up, it's there. It can, you, there's no polishing it up. But then that's liberating too, both in the sense that you don't have to do anything with it after the fact. It's just done and it's live. But also the little hiccups like not unmuting your guests is just part built into the show, right? Um, so ha started three months ago, from what I can tell, has it, has it gone every single Monday since then? Yes, every Monday. You, your band, Polly Orchids, was the first band, uh, guinea pig, as I'd like to say, and really enjoyed that. But yeah, we, it's really consistency. We agreed that as long as there's visibility every Monday, it's going to continue to grow, and it has, thankfully. Everyone's been super receptive, and it, it's really a sweet thing to just, like, go to people's practice spots or wherever they prefer to play and just be welcomed in. It's 
that's nice. I've loved watching that about it. And I, yeah, I forgot to bring that full circle. You, I thought you'd be excellent first guest because we were the first guests on your show, and it was fun to, it was fun to like watch you two go around thinking about where to put cameras and what's going to happen. And and like as I've watched it move on, I love like the space goes from being a backyard to a practice space to a full band to a someone playing solo where you're walking around them with your phones now and they're not like propped up on like <laughs> cut wine barrels and stuff which there's no there's no right or wrong way to do it but i just love the variation it is cool and um yeah it's been fun to watch and i look forward to watching more of it yeah, cool. how, how have you been going about finding guests for that and and there's something kind of awkward when you're interviewing two people at the same time so we should think of this as a group of three and you two as people who know each other and can feel free to uh don't if I'm looking at one person, I'm asking both of you, and just feel free to say anything. You can handle this one, Josiah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want. I know I don't want to ask one person something and then turn over and ask it again. Uh, so we're three months into the show right now, and uh, last week we had our very first time of somebody asking us to be on the stream. Nice. We're very proud. Um, we normally go through like all of our friends and just email every band that we play with or other people that we know that aren't in our specific social circles that are really important to us. Um, one thing we'd really like to get out of the stream is to have Sacramento be a much more social musical community. I know I mentioned this earlier before we came in here, but I really do feel like bands sort of stick to having preferred venues in the Sacramento area, and that leads to having the same sort of audiences at the same venues in Sacramento. You see the same bands on the same bills, and I would just like to see people be more social. I think that it's a good way of going about it because the barrier of entry is so low, right? It's like have a social media account and just you you're, you can you don't have to get up and go right so you get you get to sample something without spending the five dollars or going yeah and and just shake hands and remember people is really cool um it's been really fulfilling for me like facebook wise to be able to post uh or to, like share people's flyers now that previously i didn't have a personal connection with yeah so it feels good to be like mingling more it's great for introverts yeah. And so, I mean, it's on social media. Do you, f you feel like, in what sense do you feel like the stream can help push to make it more social? Are the bands meeting you guys or bands meeting each other or fans can I, or people who are potential fans of bands finding them? Yeah. Um, so the stream is developing its own following, uh, which isn't like super big. It's been 12 weeks. But um, after one of the streams, one of the bands got a like right away. We felt very oh, good. Yeah, that was beautiful. We just, <laughs> as long as we can get you guys like one like, that's, I feel <laughs> good in my heart. Our band has done live streams where we finished it and we lost a like. Oh, <laughs> have you ever, ever the been there? Yeah, yeah, not our no, the, the stream. We I think we gained from the stream too. Nice. And yeah. Um, yeah. So do you? Are you in any spot? So you? Who do you have on yesterday? We had the, not, I was going to say stay low, but that's what they told <laughs> us not to say, uh, speak low. They were uh, a couple guys from around the area. We did it actually here in Davis. It was, uh, it was nice. As Josiah said, they contacted us, which was really heartwarming that someone saw the stream and was like, oh, I want to be on that. But yeah, it was uh, uh, ambient kind of music, uh, a lot of pedals. It was something we had in had on the stream it's mostly been like a lot of folk and uh punky stuff so it's cool to have something more indie rockish so you got invited out here also for for las pulgas which was in davis and then you've got invited yes. to this show which is in davis are you getting like called out to davis 
routinely oh, well, uh, lately? Las Pulgas, I had heard their music uh, like a month or two ago, and I was like, whoa, this is really good. Like, I personally like really lo-fi hardcore, and that's what their demo was. So I contacted them, and they were very receptive, and I was blown away by their set. It was yeah. awesome. I liked it a lot, too. What about, what about the... Um, you go from sort of acoustic folky things, which is what we did, to something like that, which is full-on punk music, drums and amplifiers and everything. Do you have to worry about the phones handling it on sound and everything? What's your... Uh, the phones. It was so scary. The first time we did it, we were at Casa de Chaos. Uh, Carlos and I had never been there before. And they were just like, all right, we're going to be a full band. And... uh, there was one point where I had to, like, run back to, like, their PA and, like, turn the game down on the microphone so it wasn't, like, feedbacking anymore. But uh, the phones have been surprisingly good at picking up full bands, which has been great. Uh, we're running some tests this week to see if we want to start using a mix board and, like, multiple mics and stuff. But that would make setup so much longer. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, sometimes with the phones, both the camera and the sound, they're built to kind of do everything decently well right you're not gonna it's not gonna be like a dslr camera and it's not gonna be like a like high power studio mic or something but it's it's also not gonna unless you get way too close or whatever it's it's gonna do the job yeah it sounds pretty solid as i said i like lo-fi so it's perfect for me i love rewatching all the streams it's it's great but yeah it's also great when uh everyone says do you guys need help with any gear or anything and just hold up my phone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's great. That's really good. Yeah. You talk about going there and having the full band going. I remember playing. So I, the band I play in is the Poly Orchids, and you both play in a band called Wayne Jetski, which we're going to talk about in pretty soon. But um, I remember playing a house show, an acoustic house show with you, and then um, Kreska played full yes. band right in the middle of it, and I loved it. It was like I loved this like yeah. little turn in a direction and blow out the living room and then come back down. It was cool. Yeah, huge amps. Everyone else was, I believe, acoustic. Yeah, it was a full, solid load-in. I liked it. That happens all the time in house shows. Yeah. <laughs> just all the time. Is it is it just part of what you're looking for in the house show, and that's or, or not fully communicated? And <laughs> uh, It's a little of both. We yeah. like to book people we know and enjoy being around. Um, it's important for us to surround ourselves with people we genuinely like so that we all have a good, fun, free night. Um, Sometimes you take a chance on a new band and then they are super super loud. Sometimes it's cool. So it just sort of depends. Yeah. How so? So there was um, a period some months ago where it's. I mean, it actually seems like this is the period where you're playing them. Wayne Jetski started booking a healthy amount of house shows, right? How? What was that? What was the idea behind that? I mean, I know that's been something that's sort of built into the DNA of that band anyway. But what what inspired you on that? Um, I was working um, a seasonal position in Victorville, and um, the pay was pretty competitive, so I um, came back from Victorville after the seasonal position was over and decided to take time off work to dedicate to playing shows. I was planning on uh, touring, actually, but I um, had a tear in my retina, so I lost my license for a while, and by the time I like had overcome that circumstance, I was... Uh, I no longer had like the money to go tour, so I just aggressively booked in town. Uh, any band that would send me a text message that wanted a show, I would find a way to get them a show. 
Uh, I have like three or four different houses I book out of right now, and I aim to keep that up as soon as I know uh, what my future work schedule will be like. So I haven't been booking shows for a few weeks, but I'm going to be right back at it as soon as I have like a definite schedule. Yeah. Is there anything, what, what particularly appeals to you about the house shows? And this is to any questions to all of you. Oh, man. I mean, I, I don't For one, like, it, it's all ages. There aren't too many all ages venues. Uh, that was a recent thing in Sacramento. We had two music venues shut down. So it's pretty cool to have something like that. Rather open, very freeing, uh, more personal as well. And for, like, the folky acoustic stuff we do, it's, it's not that bad. Works. I think it lends itself beautifully to that and to what, to what you do. Whether whether you're watching one person play or whether you're watching like six people crowd around and and fill up Wayne Jetsky, it's I know on a good day. Yeah, I find it does better for touring bands as well. Um, I have a lot of trouble when I'm booking a touring band at a venue um, because then you have to worry about there being a cover charge and like is it all ages and who else is going to be on this lineup to draw a crowd. But I find that if we just do donations at a house show, like. Nine times out of ten, the touring band is happy when they leave. They have an active audience. They yeah. move some merch. They get some donations. They have a good time. It's very important to us that people come to Sacramento. Yeah, that process of booking a touring act coming through the through the area is so scary when you deal with an actual venue. At least for me, I feel I just it's scary on like a like. I clearly will not take any any money from this, but I don't want they are driving here and then they're driving on, and I'm like the idea of it not going well is I just, I just, I'd carry the guilt of it. I feel like it's all, yeah. all on me and at, you're right at a house show. It's you're all there in the room together. And especially like the show we played with you all, like we've played some in winters and stuff and it's house show, but still a little more like set up chairs in the living room. And, and it's, you're, you're all under one roof and you're close together, but it still feels a little bit like there's a artist and audience. Whereas the sense I got of what I've been involved in with what you guys have done is like, you're all in that room everyone there there feels like there's no real divide at all and so you're inclined to support the thing you're there seeing and can interact with it oh, and yes and a uh, feature of wayne Jetski is to bring extra instruments if the crowd ever wants to we allow them to play what whatever we have typically trumpets xylophones uh shakers tambourines anything yeah, the show the show I saw the show I saw was I think your first or maybe second with Wayne Jetski and you were playing a little like Oh yeah, uh, I still had digital. not moved up to bass. I yeah. was trainee at that time. What was the little sort of beatbox thing called? The little uh, I actually borrowed that from Kreska. So. Nice. You borrowed that on the fly and played it? <laughs> yes. That is amazing. I love it. Is is Wayne Jetski th- this may be a pointless question that's all just like terminology that doesn't matter anyways, but is it like like collective in some way or pure like it feels like there's a lot of I, I probably haven't seen Wayne Jetski with the same lineup anytime <laughs> Wayne Jetski could be a couple people could be a bunch of people and and it and even playing different instruments from one day to the next what's yeah we're a two to seven piece and um, most of the people we deal with are multi-instrumentalists uh, so based on whoever else is on the lineup and where the venue is going to be at we normally pick out uh, instrumentation and stuff a couple days before as best we can, and we just sort of uh, we try and mix it up as much as possible so that if we are playing in Sacramento too much, you at least aren't getting the same show over and over. Yeah, uh, it's fun. How did how did so? How did each of you get into to playing music, and when? 
or making art in general? Um, I've always done drawing. Drawing was my first thing. I've always drawn since I was like three or four. Started reading and writing comic books when I was around four or five. It slowly progressed from there, but by the time I was nine and I heard Eminem's The Slim Shady LP, I knew what I wanted to do. Nice. I started rapping and making beats when I was around 14, and I was started performing around 18. I remember up till then, I was like, oh man, what am I going to do? I'm making music and I have such bad social anxiety. But thankfully, a friend of mine took me out, started doing shows around Sacramento as a rapper, and it slowly progressed into a punk band. So the band just naturally progressed into becoming a punk band? Uh, well, or I you... stopped doing rap and no. just uh, met other people, and we formed a, a band, Creepy Little Legs, and that's how I got into that. I've known, I originally was uh, best friends with Josiah in around second grade, and then wow. didn't really see him until Creepy Little Legs formed. Uh, I gave him some CDs, and he was very active about uh, liking us and very enthusiastic, and I really liked his band. He had another band at the time. It ended. He started forming Wayne Jetski, and I saw many of their early shows, house shows as well. Yeah. Yeah, so around, so I, I kind of know a little bit of the timeline of Creepy Little Legs is like up till what, like? Uh, it started in 2009. It went up until 2013. That was the first time we ended. We were disbanded for about two years, started back up in 2015. And it recently ended late last year. Cool. So I saw the the post twenty fifteen version was when when was Wayne Jetski starting to become a thing? Oh man. Um, so I was in a pop punk band for like five years, and uh, can I say the names of places around town? Absolutely. And also, <laughs> and also, you can you can answer that, and then also, I don't want to bypass how you got into music and art too. So, uh, so. yeah. Uh, so uh, I was in a pop punk band for five years called Apartment D203. We used to play the boardwalk a lot. And uh, we used to do a lot of weird, funky shows. Like one time we magically got to play with Alien Ant Farm and like <laughs> Whoa. weird like stuff. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so as that band uh, sort of disbanded, I like swore I would never pre-sale another ticket or like ever have a promoter call me and be like, you need to like, I don't need to do anything. My my old band played Boardwalk once, and it was that was so brutal and hard, <laughs> especially getting people from Winners to Orangevale and stuff. It's yeah, like, no man. Uh, we used to do Club Retro, where they would make us pray before a show, and again ask us how many tickets we sold. I, I don't know the history of Club Retro, but that doesn't sound like the <laughs> yeah <laughs> right protocol. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty bad. So I kept uh, the drummer from our original band. Uh, he's uh, my best friend, Bradley Brown, and. Um, we would just play as a two-piece together, just drums and acoustic guitar. And um, after Wayne Jetski was around for about a year, other people started asking to be in Wayne Jetski, and now now we have like seven people. Awesome. So how so early early initially getting into playing music? How did that come about for you? Oh, I uh, I hated music until I was like pretty old. Uh, my family's like super religious, and I just sort of associated guitars with like super like churchy songs so i was like that's not what i want to do uh and then when i was almost 18 my uh my keyboard broke on my uh on my desktop and i asked my mom to grab one from the thrift store and she came back with like a an actual keyboard <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. that's how i got that started is a, that is the best miscommunication <laughs> slash like yeah life, my life altering great <laughs> yeah Seriously. that's really good yeah. 
All right, one second. I'm going to do a quick reading. Yolo Family Service Agency has provided preventative and therapeutic mental health care to individuals and families in Yolo County since 1959. Core services include professional counseling in both English and Spanish for children, families, couples, and individuals, coping with issues such as marital difficulties, parent-child conflict, depression, anxiety, the effects of trauma and abuse, custody and divorce, and grief and loss. For assistance or more information, contact Yolo Family Service Agency at 530-662-2211 or via yolofamily.org. Um, yeah, I love that. That's, that's really good. Yeah, it's, I, I listened to a, a interesting podcast interview the other day with the, have you heard of the band Manchester Orchestra? Yes. Yeah, I love that band. And and he, he had a little, his background, he, he, he didn't just sort of associate music with his family's, I think his dad was like a mega church preacher or something. Yeah. And he didn't just necessarily associate, he played in it actively, but then as soon as it came time to like, should I keep playing music, that he was like so had so much inertia on this course toward like worship band leader that he said in that world is like a six figure income job and everything. Mm -hmm. And, and he was just sort of like, I don't know. And then fully broke away and made Manchester orchestra. And then like got some guy showed up at a battle of the bands that they played like very early on. And that guy was like with paste magazine paid to make their first album. And then Manchester orchestra was like a thing. Crazy story. Yeah. My uncle does like a mega church band. It's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> well, send the link to your uncle after we're done with this. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> um, so what? What? Uh, we're winding down to about like four minutes left. What? What do you all have going on in the in the near future? I know I saw something about the self-proclaimed narcissist. Yeah, uh, another house show at Tino's again this weekend uh, with self-proclaimed narcissist and human kitten. They're on tour. Uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. We just added Lucky You to that. I believe we're playing the YOLO Fair in a couple weeks, so yep. look out for that. Um, a couple colony shows, I think. One was at the press club, but I think it's been moved now. So we're, we're around. We're streaming. Uh, I just had Mary Sand, um, another popular local music figure. Uh, she was supposed to do the stream this week, but she just texted me before we walked in that she will be doing it next week. So uh, meaning, meaning this coming Monday she'll be on it. No, this coming Monday is free now. She was supposed oh, to be okay. on it this coming Monday. You want to, like, put a call out for well, any- If anyone wants to stream, the stream mobile venue that's on Facebook, please find us, contact us if you'd like to play. We would love to promote you. That's awesome. Well, this this show currently has an audience of zero, but we're <laughs> about to have an audience, and they will hear it, and I hope that they reach out. Nice. Um, so, well, I look forward to seeing more from the streams. I feel like there's anything that I haven't uh, asked that you'd love to include. Yeah, absolutely. I have developed a really good skill for cooking breakfast enchiladas. Nice. And what I do there is I use refried beans and soy riso, and then I wrap them up and throw them in the oven, and it's just... Was there a way you did it prior to that that wasn't as successful? Well, I would use black beans and, like, diet cheese or something, but it was never a breakfast enchilada. It was just regular enchiladas. So now it's like any time, day or night, I'm good to go. I'm glad you're good to go, and I hope I someday get a chance to eat one of those. Oh, yeah, no, I got you. That should be like a fixture at house shows or something like that. I'm very proud. <laughs> yeah. You can. All right, well, um, I forgot to say definitively that I love Creepy Little Legs and Rest in Peace. That was, my, that was our first show as a band. Uh, the Poly Orchids was our first, like, show with multiple bands on the bill. So yeah. appreciate that. The feel a connection. Woodland, California. Yeah, I feel a connection to you because of that. And that's uh, sort of my 
final punctuation.